Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $175 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client. Should we log on and be a part of this public health virtual media briefing that's going to start now with your favorite Barbara Ferrer? It started already. And, and, and Barbara Ferrer is uh, sitting there uh, in an empty room on Zoom with a mask on. Oh, that's that, not a good sign. No, it's not. Well, Black, black mask, you said? Black mask, yeah. So black that's KN95. A black KN95. Okay, it's a sign of doom. There's no one in the room with her, huh? No, no one is in the room with her. No. She's trying not to transmit COVID through uh, the Zoom the Zoom line. Well, I thought we'd carry it live. It's got to be scintillating, no? On their data tracker yesterday. Oh, no. We remain in high this week. Yes, uh -oh. CDC's uh, the first metric uh, from the CDC metric. framework is the seven-day case rate, which, mm -hmm. while still elevated at 426 cases per week per 100,000 people, is a welcome decline from the 481 per week uh, new cases Just get per 100,000 people. Mm -hmm. Mask or no masks? Uh, last week. The first of the two hospital metrics is the seven-day total of new hospital oh, admissions God. per 100,000. CDC currently calculates our rate at 11.5 hospital admissions per week per 100,000 people. Whoa. 
pretty similar to what they reported on Thursday. Oh, it's above 10, right? Last We're in Thursday, trouble. 11.7. Yeah, 10 is the okay. The second 11. hospital <laughs> metric is a seven-day average for the <laughs> proportion of staffed inpatient beds occupied by COVID-19 patients. Mm -hmm. CDC currently calculates this metric at 7.2%. How many media people are sleeping right now? Listen week. to this. Next slide. Oh, the slides. In we the have CDC's slides. community levels framework, the she hospital admission rate metric is the one that triggered LA County's move from medium to high two weeks ago when it rose oh. above 10 hospital admissions per week. Get that, 10 hospital people. admissions when it drops per 100,000 people. Admissions per week. Um, <laughs> That will cause metric. CDC to move LA County back down to the uh, yeah. community level. CDC's hospital metrics are shown on this slide, reflecting uh, data for the seven-day period that ended July 25th. And we don't yet have more updated data from CDC. Therefore, since most of our local data uh -oh, trends have just begun to decline, we decided to take a closer look at the hospital admissions rate using our own data, oh. which allows us to add a day <laughs> so that something. we could get a more precise sense of where we may be Oh, headed. no. We're going to micro-examine <laughs> the, the data. Using the most current L.A. County data, we're able to look at the seven-day period that ended July 27th. <laughs> and that's obviously more recent than the CDC yeah. data. That would be yesterday. As you can yeah. see in this slide, both the hospital admission rate and the percent of hospital yes, beds with COVID-19 positive patients is currently lower no. And what's posted by CDC when uh -huh. we calculate these metrics 19? using the more recent LA County. We're talking data. about 19 people. Next slide. In the county. And you can see on this slide, because our own calculation no, or is doesn't it 19 include per that additional thousand? day no, of admissions data, uh, there have been some small differences in the calculated rates over the past few weeks. Listen to this. And while these differences are not as noteworthy when we were experiencing an upward trend, how many hospitals trend, there are? They have to try. They can make a significant difference when the admission rates are declining. And while we don't yet know what CDC will post with their update today, <laughs> we don't know, uh, including their most recent hospital admission data. Uh -huh. uh, as you can see, when we use the LA County data yeah. uh, on hospital admissions, we are moving from high community level to medium community uh -huh. level. Oh, is this good our now? Admission rate. I'm going uh, back and forth. Calculating all the way through the 27th is now 9.7. Oh, see. A new admissions per 100,000 people. 9.7. That's, that's below 10. Well, we do need to wait for CDC to oh. officially adjust the community level designation, and that's She's likely to happen this. next Thursday. We don't know today's data, but I think likely to happen next Thursday. Oh, wow. Given the declines in case and hospitalization yeah, numbers, we're hopeful that the admission rate over the next few days remains under 10 new admissions per 100,000 residents. <laughs> and L.A. County is soon officially moved by CDC mm -hmm. to the medium community level. Right. As I noted last week, so, any indication that the county would soon be moving to the medium community text. level the would be a good reason to not move forward with universal indoor masking, which is what... We are doing today. We will uh, we will be pausing and not moving forward at this All time. right. A reprieve. A reprieve. Although we will we'll not, not move forward with indoor masking. Mask. No face diapers for another week. Today yeah, burn your mask. Wow. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh, that's so wonderful. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you. Is that like a one-week reprieve that was all we got It's a one-week reprieve until further data comes in. Okay, if you don't turn that off, I'm shooting myself in the head. You can wheel her away. That's Barbara Ferrer. Oh, that was tense. Boy, oh, boy. Do you want me to try and get in the question queue?
Uh, <laughs> you have a question, Eric, for her? I you thought maybe to... you guys would want to have <laughs> we, some fun. We're, we're live you... on. The, we'd have to tell her we're live on the air, and I don't know how that would go. <laughs> yeah. When are you going to give it up? <laughs> can we catch you to quit? <laughs> can, can you quit? What What would it take to buy you out of your contract? Because we... I bet you we could raise the money here on KFI and buy her out. But I think we, if we do get on, we should move into that gradually. I'll go first and say, yes, Barbara Frey, would you autograph my face mask? <laughs> no, you have to thank her profusely. Oh, thank oh, you so right. much. you got to be like an L.A. Times. For leading us through. A, right. a sock up. It's like, oh, I, you know, I know this is such a tense time and you're so busy. And thank you so much for taking the time to answer our questions and seeing us. I mean, you're doing such a wonderful public service for us all. <laughs> Honest you to really God. have it down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that's how the LA Times writers talk. Is Steve Steve taped it once and played it. That's really what they do. The tongue bath? The, yeah, they give her a tongue bath. Mm. Multiple tongues from multiple uh, Times writers. Right. Well, yeah, uh, that grossed me out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so uh, that's your uh, breaking news here on the John and Ken show. We just heard the announcement from uh, Skeletor herself, Barbara Ferrer. <laughs> The L.A. County Department of Public Health uh, head that uh, was, they're pausing, was, resuming the indoor mask mandate. I was worried when pausing she came out, the word. when she came out with the black mask, and I thought, uh-oh. Yeah, and then the first part of what she was reading uh, didn't sound good, but then she got around to there's been a slight dip in the numbers, and the so, CDC hasn't so, come out with new guidance. And so, blah, blah, blah. so we're at 9.7 of, a, of what hospitalizations? Out of, out of 100,000 uh, residents. Instead of 10.1. So I was like, right. woo! Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, 10 was the critical, right? You're <laughs> yeah. above 10, you're in the high transmission <laughs> but, category. But yeah, but but 9.7 is like, ooh, yeah, we're 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 flying easy now. No <laughs> disease out there, nothing to worry about. Speaking of the El Segundo Times, one of their reporters and it wasn't Ron Gong Lin. I was kind of disappointed. Melissa Healy did one of these stories this morning. I think they were kind of anticipating this. A new LA mask mandate would have less value at this stage of the pandemic. And you know, you always like to tell me this, they will pick out a person to interview to personalize the story. Yes. And it's usually the lead paragraph, this particular person. To me, it's cherry picking. I don't care what one person thinks, but you tell me they do this to personalize the story. So you might relate to To make it, it more interesting to the, uh, to the commoner. So they found a guy by the name of Michael Matteo Rossi. I don't know why he had to have his middle name in there. A 35-year-old filmmaker who lives in Los Feliz. He has been masking up and dutifully following the rules for more than two years. He has masked up whenever he shopped, ate out, or visited his parents who are in their 70s. He says, I don't want to make a big stink. Near the end of the article, we find out he is apolitical. He doesn't believe in conspiracy theories. The reason that all this is coming up is because he, do- he, he doesn't like the mask mandate coming back. He believes it's unnecessary. Look. So they found what they thought was a... A neutral, normal person who's not guided by, you know, anti-government, anti-masking agendas. Just somebody who's also not a crazy epidemiologist. He was very obedient and believed in his masters, but now he, even he has been pushed too far. Yeah, he says it's not necessary. He <laughs> says he's got a mask in his car, but he's not even sure where it is. You know, and he hopes he never has funny. to wear it again. And then they interviewed Dr. Monica Gandhi, who we've had on the show. Who makes the great point, we're not, this is a whole different place in the pandemic that we are now. And she did try to explain something that you always touch on later. She was kinder than you are about people like Barbara Ferrer. But basically, she said that, uh, well, first she said there's been a, like she put this, a decoupling of cases and hospitalizations is what's going on. And we know that. But she said, oh, health officials often want to just, they feel like they have to do something. 
That's what she says. Yes. When, when infections rise, it's scary to a public health officer, and they feel like they have to something that they can do. That's, that's exactly she, That's perfect. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's because now she has this position of prominence, and it's in the news, and she's getting the L.A. Times tongue bathers calling her every day. It's like, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to be taking action? Action needs to be taken, right? Aren't we all in danger? You're the public health officer. And so she starts saying, well, yeah, maybe we ought to bring up the mask mandate. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She's going to bring the mask mandate. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Times just put out the breaking news. There's Ron Gong Lin the second. Oh, three reporters to tell three, us that three reporters that the announcement was just made. They <laughs> will <laughs> pause the indoor mask mandate. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, well, we got more when we come back. Uh, hold on, I'm going to go to the window and jump. Are you? Yes. I we have uh, coming up. We have the word, the keyword, where you can win some money. All right, John and Ken show KFI. Yes. Play the audio. As I noted last week, any indication that the county would soon be moving to the medium community level would be a good reason to not move forward with universal indoor masking, which is what we are doing today. We will not. We will be pausing and not moving forward at this time. Although we'll not be issuing, uh, we will not. We will be, be pausing. We will not. Today, we will not be moving forward. It masking. means no masks. The continued high rate of transmission no mask mandate. does call on all of us to wear masks indoors in public spaces in order to help limit spread. There you go. So it's voluntary. Mm. Uh, the reason is that as of today, and this deserves some more talking about. The L.A. County Department of Public Health said there were 9.7 new weekly coronavirus positive hospitalizations for every 100,000 residents. The threshold we were talking about is 10, where you're in the high transmission category. But my question, again, is always, and she never addresses this, uh, do, do these include people that are there for another reason but test positive for, for COVID? Is that really what the, the metric still is when they give out hospitalization numbers? She, uh, everybody that tested positive for COVID that's in the hospital, but they're not really there for COVID? It's all the medical doctors have been pointing out the difference between the people who are hospitalized because of COVID and those who could in coincidentally have it. Right. But they made it to the hospital for another medical condition. Uh, you, you have to uh, reiterate Dr. Brad Spellberg, who's the... Chief Medical Officer at L.A. County USC Medical Center. 90% of infected patients were admitted for something other than COVID, and virtually none of them go to the ICU. Now, why didn't he go public? They got that from that internal meeting that they had. I yeah. guess that audio leaked out. That's... And remember, the county tried to walk him back on that? So you know, The county health department I... got embarrassed by Dr. Spellberg, but, but we're glad that the world got to hear that audio. But this is where we are. You've got the chief medical officer of the county, the county medical center. system. Yeah. yeah. And his announcement is is buried in an internal video for the employees. That's right. And he's a, he's a, he's a real they must MD. Be ticked at whoever leaked that out. That's right. And instead we get Barbara Ferrer, who's this uh, masters of public health dilettante. He's got no medical degree, no medical experience. And she's babbling away about equity issues when it comes to the spread, right. which is a completely irrelevant. Completely. Right. 
But that's her priority. So therefore, but she'll twist all of these statistics into ways to make herself feel better. Everybody masks, and this can only help but the underserved, <clears throat> low-income communities she, who are hit hardest. She cares about something that nobody else cares about. The people in those communities don't care about her obsession with it because they know they didn't catch it because of their skin color or ethnicity. Nobody catches it because of their skin color. The virus doesn't attach to the melanin in your skin pigment. It, it doesn't attach to your the ethnicity buried in your DNA. I mean, what, what, this, is, this is nuts. And, and Spielberg also said it's just not the same pandemic as it was. A lot of people have bad colds is what we're seeing. Bad colds. They're still releasing death numbers. They're nowhere near where they were a couple of years ago. And I'm sure they're still in the same categories. And these are people that should take the most precautions, the elderly and mm -hmm. uh, severe underlying uh, mm -hmm. conditions. How long, how long are we going to make accommodations for people who have been warned that they're in the risk in the risk zones? It's like warning smokers that they might die of lung cancer. You know, at some point, you're on your own, okay? We gave you all the uh, warnings. <laughs> what, what are we supposed to do? It's uh, it L.A. County had 108 COVID-19 deaths a week. Now, that's a 21% week-over-week increase. A month ago, we were averaging about 50 deaths a week. We got 10 million people, and people die every day. It is vast overreach to say, well, we're going to go back to mandatory indoor masking we because that's going to save lives. No, it won't. Especially when the numbers are this small. Because it probably will indicate that this is going to happen anyway. The county supervisors could end this. They could end this in five minutes. Yeah, they refused. Only and one refused. wanted to. Yeah. So it's Apparently, the Catherine Barger just put out a press release, also taking a bit of a victory lap that this was uh, a decision for uh, for sanity, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. No, for, uh, for these four women. I mean, you can't do nothing. Barbara Ferrer is out of her mind, all right? She's got, you know, some phobia. And she feels like she could control the spread of disease. She has special magical powers. Nothing you could do, right? She's off a rocker. But what are the other four? Janice Hahn, Sheila Kuehl, Holly Mitchell. Inert. Hilda Solis. Why don't they do their job and end this? And just call uh, Barbara Furr up and say enough of this, all right? Leave everybody Because you're going to be sitting here next Thursday waiting for the same stupid thing. Again, this was... It, they just pressed the pause button. That's all they did. They're going to look again, and she said there'll be new guidance coming from the CDC by next Thursday. The CDC. Yeah, they're all brilliant experts, aren't they? Yeah, they really manage this whole thing well. And by the way, I keep wondering if this variant, this BA5, is so easily transmissible, and the CDC is issuing this guidance, that's nationwide, how come there's no other town or city in because, the country that's on this kind of... Uh, right. 3,000 counties. Three yeah, I don't get it. I oh. heard New York was considering. They were thinking about it, but uh, that, that faded away well, quickly. Okay, because that's what I'm telling you. People don't like to talk this way, but it's actually something to do with Barbara Ferrer's personality. Yes, it it's, is. It's not based on the they science. They don't have health directors like this woman. No. No. Although no, she... even with that nutty Santa Clara County, remember we talked about them? They were like the wildest with all the rules and regulations. I don't think they have an indoor mask mandate, but... I guess they're not seeing oh, this concern over numbers, but there's got to be places in the country that have that are in the high transmission level. How come they're not pulling uh, out new lockdowns do, or restrictions? Do you know Do you know how many uh, cities and towns there are in America? 
19,495 as of a few years ago. And we have 3,000 counties. And, 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 and no other city, no other county has the restrictions that she was threatening to impose here. So we've got the, we've, the problem we have is her. There's no point in wasting time trying to parse through the statistics and the metrics and then this and the that. That's not the issue. It, it, it's her. All right. We're going to move on from her. When we come back, find out who's calling out the National Guard and why next. Hang on. What's that? I, was, I, I ate some ice. Uh, John and Ken Show, KFI. Hey, tomorrow is Moist Line Friday, so you still have some time to leave a message. You can use the iHeartRadio app, little microphone icon there to talk back to the John and Ken Show, and leave a message there for the Moist Line. Or you can call toll-free, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. And again, the breaking news, as of about 25 minutes ago, there's a pause on resuming the indoor mask mandate for L.A. County. <laughs> Announced by Barbara Ferrer. A pause on resuming. A pause she on resuming. She couldn't just say uh, uh, no mask mandate. That's for now. A pause, yes, a pause on pause resuming for now. Pause is the key word right. because uh, we're reviewing let's, it still and next week could be a different story. Let's, uh, let's use uh, you know 12 words instead of three. Yeah, she got to it though in the first 10 minutes at least. What was that? Of- that was a long meandering road. Well, she there could, were slides and stats to show to right, back she, up her decision. She couldn't just lead with the news, right? Because, and that shows you something. Then she knew everybody would click off <laughs> and not pay attention to her if she came out and said no mask mandate. In fact, she could have just issued a, a press release, no mask mandate for now, right? Yes, But instead, right. she calls the whole media to look at her in her black mask on the screen with all her beautiful blue slides that she was presenting to the media. This must have been the biggest tune in in a long time. I mean, they stopped doing these, but they resumed them, I think, a while back. And she's still today was a big audience. She's taking questions right now. Yeah. Is Steve in the queue? Do you know, Eric? I I don't know. I haven't heard Steve now. I've heard a bunch of other questions, though. Steve likes to wait in the queue. Quite the drone. (laughs) Well, I mean, what does it ask now except, you know, the the constant, are we going to do this again next week? And the answer is probably yes. Thank you so much for taking our questions. We really appreciate you taking the time. And then, yeah, all of that. 30 minutes now they've been going on. 30 minutes when all she had to say. That's a tongue pool. Yeah, that's, that's unhealthy, actually. That could spread monkeypox. These reporters are all asking multiple questions at one time. What's the well? Mul- they were assigned the story. They got to bring back something. So I, there really is not much to ask. There's nothing to ask. I wish somebody would ask this question, though. Come on, what about hospitalizations? Aren't most of the people that you're calling COVID hospitalizations not there for COVID? Come on, come on, come on. She knows what's, that. What's the real number on that? She knows that, but that wouldn't get a we're crowd. We're getting it from other sources, but you don't really talk about it. But all these these poor media saps, they've got all the all the all this time to fill in their newscasts, you know, because everybody runs six hours of news a day, and then uh, the news websites have endless yeah. space to fill. All right. Well, now we move to a different subject, and it's a good one. The mayor of Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser, is requesting the D.C. National Guard be activated indefinitely. Why? Well, it's because the governors of Texas 
and Arizona have sent what amounts to about 6,000 migrants to Washington, D.C. It's an oldie but a goodie on the John and Ken show. We talk about the homeless. Sometimes we talk about illegal immigration. Everyone loves to call the moist line or send in emails. Yeah, if we, if we just sent the migrants to the homeless, to, to the front lawns of these people, they'd understand, right? We always get that one, right? And send they're right. to Garcetti's place at Getty House or they, wherever he lives. Or and they're right. Send to Newsom's residence. And the two governors in Texas and so Arizona. Two governors took that literally and put they the did. migrants on buses to, to Joe Biden's place and Congress's place. Yeah, so now Muriel Bowser is squealing because she's got thousands of illegal immigrants pouring in off the buses into Washington, D.C., and she's the mayor, and she doesn't know what to do with them. And, you know, Washington, D.C. has got a sizable population. The problem is 5,000, 6,000 people are going to be looking for services. They want to sign up. They're going to have to be processed. That's what's overwhelming, whatever they have in terms of services in Washington, D.C., it's hard. She said a lot of these people want to go on to other destinations. Mm-hmm. Well, help to them. help coordinate that. Use the tax money that these Washington, D.C. citizens have paid. In fact, a lot of them are government workers. So yes. use a, Isn't D.C. usually broke, though. D.C. is usually broke. So but uh, budget problems. Well, yeah, because kind. they have a huge poor population and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a social welfare state. Right. So, yeah, they're always short of money, but they also have a lot of people making six-figure salaries working for government. So the statement from the Texas Governor Greg Abbott spokeswoman, Washington, D.C. finally understands what Texans have been dealing with every single day. Our communities are overrun and overwhelmed by thousands of illegal immigrants thanks to President Biden's open border policies. If the mayor wants a solution to the crisis, she should call on President Biden to take immediate action to secure the border, something he has failed to do. And I think this worked perfectly, particularly now that she's calling out mm-hmm. the National Guard mm-hmm. and she's making the point that they're making can, in Texas and Arizona. We are overwhelmed, too. Can you imagine that? She wants the National Guard. She wants the National Guard. The National Guard, the Guard should be at the border. Stopping people from crossing. But now remember when they did that, it was just to do administrative duties. No, they should. Supposedly there were more agents than to deal with the migration. No, they should really be out the border to stop the migration. We should put like the uh, we should we should put the military on the border to stop the migration. That's what that's that's what ought to be done. So now she's squawking. This makes me laugh so hard. Would you say they have about seven hundred thousand people in Washington D.C.? I didn't. I didn't look up the population. I just said it's sizable. Um, maybe I heard so that the, somewhere else. Yeah, so it's, because it's, uh, well, then six thousand migrants would be a sizable percentage of people coming in if they have seven hundred thousand people. But I, I don't know the DC here. population. Um, uh, by the way, she says the uh, the the National Guard they will be unarmed. Uh, yeah, it's about seven hundred thousand. So okay. yet six thousand to seven hundred thousand. I heard uh, a congressman today. I think it was from Texas, said that uh, six thousand people is what has invaded one town, small town here in Texas, population twenty nine thousand, twenty nine thousand, and they got six thousand migrants visiting. So he was scoffing at a seven hundred thousand person city like Washington being overwhelmed. By the Ted same Cruz number. tweeted out if if four thousand is the number he uses the tipping point because I think that's the number coming from Texas. What the hell do you call the three and a half million illegal immigrants who've crossed our southern border? Because the numbers since Biden has been president are just off the charts. The number of migrants and now these reversed most of Trump's policies. They're being I, allowed to stay in the U.S. I heard today on a newscast that two million have crossed and stayed. Two since Biden became president. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, so we have we have an extra two million people in this country that we are all collectively supporting. I I, I, I don't know where they're living, what they're doing. They what, also claim that uh, there are some smuggler uh, homes being set up where apparently, I guess, I don't know how this works. Clearly, to get to the U.S., some people have to pay the coyotes, the smugglers. And it's possible that when they get to the U.S., they get put on buses to D.C., the smuggling operation hasn't let go of them yet until they pay <laughs> until they pay up what the, the rest of what they owe. Yeah, maybe so they, sometimes they're held. Maybe they send chaperones. Yeah, maybe there's the somebody in D.C. on the other end that greets the migrants <laughs> at the end of the bus and say, come with us, we've got a place for you to stay, but you're staying there until we get the rest of our money. Yeah. Because it says they're finding a lot of these houses with lots of migrants in them. Uh, and they're also finding cash, but cocaine. Remember, none of this is news. Everybody in the Biden administration knows. They knows they know what's going on. Oh, they do. They don't care. This is what they want to happen. They, so we, everybody's acting outraged on the outside. On the inside, they ignore all the news unless something really egregious happens. And then they uh, print up a list of uh, talking points filled with uh, lies and deflections and distractions. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. You know, the pandemic is over. Of course, we gave you the breaking news this hour that we will not be resuming the dopey indoor mask mandate in L.A. County for now. For now. Take another look at it in about a week. Next hour, we're going to talk to a woman by the name of Cheryl Turner. She is the board president of the Apartment Association of L.A. They are pleading with the L.A. City Council to lift the eviction moratorium enough already. Some of them say they're losing their homes. Some of them are going to end up in bankruptcy and foreclosure because they can't collect rent. Because if you don't get the rent, what's the answer? You evict the tenant, but you can't evict the tenant. So some of them are like, I'm not paying you any rent. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything. Screw you. Well, yeah. We'll talk about that. And this really happens. I know two people who had, you do. who had tenants and the tenants wouldn't pay. No. And they had money. One of them was a lawyer. One of them was another woman with a professional job who was living with her uh, grown son. And they just said, no, we're not paying and you can't evict us. Here's a quote from, I shouldn't laugh, property owner Liz Record said they had a news conference yesterday outside of City Hall. Our home has been stolen from us so the tenants, one of whom owns a DeLorean, can go to Burning Man and rent yachts for birthday parties and sail up in hot air balloons. <laughs> <laughs> our home has been stolen from us, not by our tenants, but the overly broad policies created under Garcetti and the majority of the L.A. city. Grifters are going to take advantage when you're no longer enforcing a law that requires you to pay rent. Th yes. th this, this is outrageous. You have a possession. It's your possession. You're renting it to somebody, and it's a legal deal. It's like you got to pay me X dollars a month. And the guy says no. And you can't, I mean, well, let's, it's, but it's, let's you've talk about this. All the, all the grifters in the world. Logically, at the beginning of the pandemic, with the lockdown, a lot of people lost their job. It was tough times, but we're way past that. They should have lifted this moratorium like at least a year ago. It is, it is being pushed by the activists, and I think one of them is getting on the LA City Council, well, the one that's replacing well, Gilson Deal. They is, want free rent. That's is, all this is. This is the Democratic Socialists of America group. That's what it is, right? It's the DSA. and They, want, they would like to keep the moratorium in effect forever. They're, and they're communists. 
They believe in the communist philosophy. That's right. There's no private property ownership. Exactly. The government should be able to take all these properties and dole out uh, housing to everyone. Owners need to be punished. And so they got this in through the back door using COVID as a cover. And COVID has been used as a cover for a lot of this nonsense. It was a cover for no bail, let the prisoners out. It's a cover for no rent has to be paid and you can't evict. They took advantage of that crisis, and they've made it law now. And they have enough of their people in power that everybody's stuck. And you don't have a judge to say, no, the emergency's over. And, 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 you know, this is why they try to cover our faces with masks. We can't charge rent for the apartments we own. If criminals uh, assault us, they can't be jailed. It's all, and it's the same groups, the same people pushing this, and they've infiltrated the government. They're cheered on by the media, who, because most of these young media people have the same attitudes. And this is how bad it is. California's eviction moratorium expired on June 30th, but the city of LA has extended its until August of next year. It's another year to go before they'll even consider lifting the moratorium again on eviction. So we'll talk about it right after the news. At three o'clock, we were talking about Washington, D.C., and the mayor there is asking for the National Guard to help with all the migrants that are arriving from Texas and Arizona. Uh, Another uh, D.C. story concerns uh, that California guy that was uh, that he headed to Washington, D.C. to try to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Remember that? That was back in early June. But information is now being disclosed about the case as it begins to move through the criminal justice system with the court filings, um, they are citing discussions that he had online. Don't you love these people? The, the, so many of them now, they want to discuss their plans online. Uh, his name is Nicholas John Roski. This is the 26-year-old from up in Simi Valley. I think he's living with his parents, wasn't he? He said his goal was to reverse the Roe v. Wade decision and he said killing one Supreme Court justice could change the decisions of the court for decades to come, but I'm shooting for three. So his plan was actually not just to, but how would you, I guess if you, if you killed one and you got away, I guess you could try to make a plan to come back and get another justice. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're, the thing unless is, they walk around together. They've but, been publishing the addresses online of the Supreme court justices. And that's how the activists know where to protest. So you, all you need is the guy with the gun, and he's got the guts to actually break in or hide in the bushes one morning. And sure, he could, he could, he could, he or a group of them could take out several justices. And it, in their minds, it makes sense. It's like, yeah, we wipe out three conservative justices, Biden replaces them, and uh, now the whole uh, future of America has a new course. Yep. He says, he explained to people, whoever was listening to him, Uh, All of the major decisions for the past 10 years have been along party lines. So if they're more liberal than conservative judges, they will have the power. And you're right, because Biden was president. That was his mission. I guess Biden would replace any justices he was able to kill. No, it's it's actually a logical plan from his point of view. If he's willing to carry out the assassinations. Assassinations are always a part of world political culture. They go on all the time. We just haven't had any here in a long time. But when when things start breaking down, this is what you get. You get people 
they're maniacs, they're ego maniacs, but they're thinking, you know what? I could change the world. I could change the course of history here in America, the course of politics. I could get the laws changed. All I have to do is boom, boom, boom. That's how this guy's thinking. Fortunately, this guy was not too mentally balanced. You would think that if you're going to go to assassinate a Supreme Court justice, you, you don't take a taxi, but that's what he did. He yeah. pulled up near Kavanaugh's home in a taxi shortly after 1 a.m. back on June 8th. He had everything with him, though, a gun ammunition, some sort of a tactical chest, right. a pepper spray, so, yeah, right. a but knife, they, a flashlight. They, they, there's thousands of other whack jobs who are now reading these accounts and saying, okay, I can see where he made the mistake. Well, then he also ended up talking to his sister, and I think it was texting, and then he called 911 and said he wanted to kill himself. So he changed the plan from killing Justice Kavanaugh to killing himself, and they came and got him. So this was, but you're right, there might be somebody who's a little more <laughs> mentally together Some, who something, could attempt something. Something toxic has been unleashed into society now. And, and it's contagious, and it's spreading, and social media is the driving force to spread this. You know, this, this is how political movements, religions get started, revolutions get started. Uh, you know, a crazy idea. People get passionate about it. People get obsessed with it. And they, 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 everybody wants to be important, and everybody wants to have attention trained on them. Yeah, that's why Barbara Ferrer can't let go. People just naturally, I mean, I mean, you know, yesterday we were talking about all the crazy uh, 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 street takeover, car races going on. And one of the, uh, the police or one of the politicians said, well, it's because of social media. They do this to take video to get lots of likes. It's a very narcissistic culture we have that didn't exist even 10 years ago. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about a news conference that was held yesterday by property owners pleading with the L.A. City Council to end the eviction moratorium. It's going to cost some of them their homes that they rent out, their apartment properties. We'll have that next. John and Ken Show. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. 
Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.